All right, man, let's introduce my man here. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I'm so glad you guys showed up. Welcome back to the podcast nobody asked for, but I'm giving it to you anyway because you end up liking it every single time. This is Talk To Me with Kevin, the tech ninja, Nether. Man, let's give my man a round of applause right here because I've been hey, watching going on? for years. And, man... I don't know when you got started, but I'm pretty sure I've been watching you since at least 2011 or 12. Is that you've been on here longer than that or what? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been I've been making YouTube videos probably since 2010. You know, okay. I mean, I was doing I was doing videos on my channel. Like so if you go back to the history of my channel. I was like uploading computer builds because I, I love computers. So uh -huh. just me building computers, me playing games, just like no commentary, just like talking about the specs and settings. And then I started doing mobile stuff because I was like on a lot of message boards and we would talk about like pocket PC stuff. Okay. So the pocket PC phones. And then I started like doing reviews. So just one of those things that like my channel has grown over time and I will stop for a year or so, kind of get back on it and all those things. So it's been, it's been off and on since 2010. Seriously. Oh, well, man. yeah, yeah. 2010. I bought my camera, bought my camera in 09. I remember when I bought my camera and then about a year later, I started actually using it to make videos. Sweet. And this was 2010. I remember the camera I bought in 2010 to shoot my commercials for social media. It was Facebook back then for my yeah. fitness business. But you said pocket PC. So I'm thinking about that HTC. It, it slid open. Basically, mm -hmm. you, you hold it. You held it vertically and it slid open from the left, I think. And the keyboard popped out on the right. You flip it horizontal. What was that thing called? H HTC yeah. Touch or something? So like with, with Sprint, it was the HTC Mogul. Yes. Or it went by the name of the uh, Pocket PC 6700 if you got it I had like Sprint. unlocked or through t or through to or through T-Mobile. So okay, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I remember that. I did not have Sprint. I had a Sprint phone on the Cricket wireless network. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Put that out okay. there, bro. I wasn't balling like that to have Sprint back then. I had man. Cricket, bro. Hey, I get it. I, listen, <laughs> listen, man. When, when I first started, when I first started like loving cell phones, my whole check was going straight to my cell phone bill. Yeah. So I, I, I remember that. Like I was literally working just to have a cell phone, and I still had minutes. You know, people call me. Hey, call me after nine. Let me, let me, let me hit you back after nine. You know, <laughs> I mean. God, I mean, feel, feeling really old talking about having minutes and, and, yeah. and after nine and then free mobile to mobile on Sprint and all that stuff, man. I, I, I remember that stuff. But that all happened so quickly, though, man. Um, I was in Japan. I got back from Japan and out of the service in 2001. And I don't know if minutes were a thing back then before that, but that's when I got a phone and there was minutes. There was those nighttime minutes and weekends. I mean, how long did it take for us to go to like unlimited? You know, everything was pretty much unlimited from two thousand one. Two thousand five, maybe. You know, I, I I really don't remember. I mean, to to be quite honest, I, I I have no idea. It was just like minutes were a thing. Then you're paying for texts, yeah. and all that stuff was a thing. And then suddenly it was like, uh, it doesn't matter. All that's free now. So it was just kind of weird. Now, I wouldn't say free. Just everything became unlimited at that point. It became part of the package. Um, they stuck it to yeah, us because, good for a few years, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember paying per text was horrible, man, because people would text you and it's like, yo, I'm paying every time you text me like you and you can't tell them not like, yo, don't text me. It's costing me money. Like, like, how do you panic? Like, yes. how are you how are you going to charge for something you can't control? Like, that is the craziest thing to me. Yeah. The, the panic about that stuff, man. I remember I had this little AT&T. This is when I got AT&T. Finally, I had this tiny little phone and I remember the first bill or two. 
Man, we're talking about the amount of rent you would pay back then was my phone hmm. bill. <laughs> it was yeah, absurd, crazy. Man, paying for text. But that's good stuff. I do want to talk about your channel because that's how I found you. But this po- podcast is all about talking about who the creator is, where the creator comes from, and just, you know, just how you do life and go about your business that way. Because we, we always get to see Kevin the Tech Ninja, but now we want to get to know Kevin Nether. So, yeah, let's go ahead and go into that channel, and then we'll kind of circle around back to it. Okay. So you started your channel back in 2010, you think? Right? Yeah, around there. And, and that's how you got started with the phones and stuff. Let's talk about more recent times, though, because I've seen you, I mean, it's everything. We're talking about EVs. Are, are, are you rolling the Hummer now? Is, is that what you're doing? Is that, is that how you're doing life right now, bro? You got the EV Hummer? I wish. <laughs> I, I wish. No, I have. So so for the past four years, I, I've owned a Tesla. So okay. I had a, uh, had a Model 3 performance, and then I actually got rid of it. In December, I traded it in December, and I have a Model Y performance now. So I wanted something a little, like a little bit bigger. Um, the hatchback to get stuff in and out, got the car seat and stuff. So just like, you know, it just made sense for me to get something a little bit bigger. Like the biggest thing about the Model Three I didn't like was just how small it felt. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm six, you know, I'm six foot two, and just like, I kind of felt like snugged in that car. Like my my leg would be touching the person next to me. So I needed something a little bit bigger. So I went with the Model Y Tesla. So why a Tesla? Is it because you're just that in love with tech or you just, you just like Tesla's? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just that in love with tech. So, you know, imagine four years ago when you're looking to buy an electric, like four years ago, you're trying to find like a techie vehicle, like, like what would be the techie vehicle, you know, cause I like cars, but I'm not in love with cars. Right. Gotcha. Like I'm not a type of person like, Oh, that is a, that is a, that is a 19, <laughs> you know, 1995 Shelby Mustang, whatever. Like I'm not that type of dude, even though I'm in Detroit and everything is like very car centric around here. That was just never me. Yeah. So like when I was actually looking to buy a new car, because my car I had a Hyundai, Hyundai Genesis and I had it, I had it paid off for a long time and I was like still making payments to myself. So I had a lot of money saved up to buy another car. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking like, what, what do I want? And like, originally I wanted it like an SUV. So I was looking at the Palisade, the Hyundai Palisade, and I was looking at a couple of uh, CX-9. I was looking at a couple other cars, but I was like, you know what? I love tech. And I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and do a test drive of a Tesla. My boy, Andrew Edwards, basically said, hey, t- let's go test drive it. So we were in New York together. He's like, let's just test drive a Tesla real quick, Model 3. I'll tell you what, man. After test drove it, I was like, all right. I ordered the car that night after after driving it. The test drive always gets you when they say with those cars, man. It's just something something different about just driving electric in general, just how how quick it is and yeah. just how smooth it is, man. It was just one of those things, man. I just kind of fell in love with it uh, first time I hit the pedal. Man, I'm going to have to hop in a Tesla. I, we just bought a car, uh, uh, what was it, October, that I'm just truly in love with, but you know, everybody asked me about Teslas and I'm like, nah, I really don't have a desire. But every time I, st- I talk to someone like you who tells me it's, it's basically the same thing. It's like, it's almost like once you go Tesla, you can't go back. You know what I'm saying? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, my, so my wife, my wife, her, her car's a Jeep. She has like a Jeep, uh, Cherokee, whatever. Uh-huh. And when I, when I have to drive her, we can do like take a road trip. I feel like the car is falling apart. It's like chunky. It's clunky. It's making, I know, I know I'm sounding like wait, so wait, wait, just wait, over wait. the top, but it feels like it's just because it doesn't feel the same. What do you say? What kind of Jeep is it? Is it Cherokee? Uh, Cherokee. Oh, okay. it's, it's a newer one too. Oh, it's, really? it's, it's like it a lease. Clunky? It's like a lease. It just doesn't have that same, just that, that smoothness of electric. I mean, electric cars don't shift. Gotcha. It's just 
goes. I mean, okay. you're feeling the car. It's just, it's just a different, just gotcha. a different thing, man. I, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain this. I, I got to experience it. I, I'm not going to buy one. I'm telling y'all right now, I'm not buying a Tesla <laughs> in 2022. I'm going to ride in one though. <laughs> hey, don't, don't test drive it then. Oh, I know. I go test drive. I'm going to ride in it. I'm going I'm to say, look, okay. it's not a test drive. I'm, I'm going to speak to the rep and be like, this is not a test drive. I want you to drive. I just want to ride in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you're into EVs and all things tech. So, But what is your what is your thing? My thing? Yeah. I mean, is it phones? Is it still PCs? Yeah. Um, You know what? It's it's really it's really tough because I. So number one, I wouldn't say it's PCs anymore, just because I don't have I don't have the time to game as I used to game. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I play one game on the PC, and that's the only game I play, and it's Call of Duty Warzone. Okay. And you don't need like a decked out PC to play it, so it's like you know. And then just the, the PC parts are so expensive right now, and just some of the fun the funness of PC is gone because scalpers got involved, and it's just like uh-huh. it's not the same as what it used to be. It's like people who like to like who love collecting gym shoes, right? It's not the same thing because you got bots and, and sca- it's just it kind of ruins it. So gotcha. so PC is kind of out of the mix. I, even though I am building a new one for myself, uh-huh. it's not like my thing anymore because it's just the creativity isn't the same anymore. A lot of companies that used to be there aren't there, so it's just not how it used to be. Okay. Um, I still I still love phones, but once again, the creativity of phones is sort of sort of missing. I mean, you, you lost a lot of the competition. You, you know, LG is no longer making phones. Yeah. I don't know what the heck OnePlus is doing these days, but. I love seeing foldables. Like that's kind of like getting me excited again about, you know, how phone companies are making foldable phones and like, what is their idea of a foldable? So that's something I'm excited about. So I would say it's still cell phones, but mainly foldable cell phones is what I like because it's like a new category and Mm -hmm. the, the rules and guidelines aren't established yet where companies can kind of be creative and exciting when they make one. Gotcha. Okay. I, I think I want to delve into this foldable phone stuff because I'm not quite there yet. Uh, mm-hmm. When I, I tried out the, uh, was it the Fold 3? Yeah, the Fold 3. Yeah. And while it was great, it just wasn't for me because I didn't like walking around with two phones, you know, <laughs> folded yeah. together and, and sandwiched. Uh, but then I saw the flip and I was like, man, this is this is more me. You know, that flip, it gives you that nostalgic flip phone mm-hmm. you know, feel. And then it was it felt more practical as far as the, you know, case by case usage, uh, man. So I don't know when they're going to be able to squeeze the foldable into something uh, the size of like the the note or I'm sorry, the S22 Ultra, <laughs> but not as thick you know what i mean something that can yeah. be truly you know one handable portable and then flap that bad boy open i got this you know eight or nine inch tablet yeah, yeah i mean it's it's the hinge that that really makes it tough i mean that's a you know that is a physical mechanical component which i i don't know i don't know how you get past something like that so i mean the the flip makes much much more sense of carrying it and, and holding it but when they made the flip, they didn't make it that power user phone. They sort of made it like a, a sort of a mid-level phone. Didn't have a great camera in it. Battery life wasn't that great. Yeah. But they were trying to hit that price point, that price point that the fold wasn't. So it's was trying to yeah. trying to whoops, sorry. So, sorry. The flip. Yeah, okay. The flip was trying to basically hit a hidden sort of price point. And the fold couldn't hit that price point. And so you know, they didn't make it like a pro style phone. So it kind of felt like a mid-level phone didn't have a good camera. The camera was basically the same camera from the S 10. So you're talking 
three generations of cameras behind, yeah. smaller battery, just a lot, a lot of things that really didn't um, make it a compelling phone, if you will. But I do see more flips than folds out in the wild when I'm walking around. And I think the flip did sell pretty well compared to the fold. But I don't, I don't have the numbers to back that up. It's though. just because it's a cool-ass phone. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's definitely more practical. And it, I think it appeals more to the masses. You know, that whole flipping thing. And then the way it looked when it was folded up, pretty fly stuff. But uh, definitely, yeah. I think it's just oh, yeah. it's gonna be really challenging to have a phone that, you know, just just physics alone, the shape of the phone and the the amount of space it takes up, the hinge, all that stuff, and then when you start throwing in stuff like S pens, it's it just becomes almost impossible. So yeah, I'm excited to see what's next. I just might not be, you know, participating for the next couple yeah. of generations. And you know, and 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 that's okay, you know. I, I think they're trying to aim it towards that person that has that one device in their house, you know, that person that maybe they don't have a tablet at home yeah. and they want to have their phone. And then when they go home, maybe now it's a tablet. Maybe I can like, you know, follow my, you know, follow my fantasy football yeah. league on my tablet, whatever. Maybe I want to edit a video. Maybe I want to watch a video full screen because not every person comes home, puts their phone down and pick up their tablet. Right. That so works, Samsung yeah. is trying to bridge that gap for that, uh, you know, consumer who doesn't do that or who doesn't, you know, have the means to buy two separate devices. They just want one device. And I'll tell you what, man, like when I, when I use the Fold 3, I used it around like 40, like 45 days, 50 days or something like that. I, I used it mm -hmm. and it, it was annoying a lot. I will admit when I was not at home, it was very annoying because like I was finding myself opening it up to do simple things like text messages because the closed screen just was too narrow. Yeah, too Honestly, yeah, honestly, I would want the fold to be a little bit wider. I know you sort of want it smaller, but I want the fold wider because it was more narrow than smaller phones. So it was really hard to type on. So I found myself having to flip it open all the time for any activity that I was doing on my phone, which kind of defeats the purpose of it being a two in one because it just yeah. felt like I had a tablet because I was always opening it up. Absolutely. Yeah, no, when I say I wanted it to be smaller, I wanted it to be thinner. So yeah. I need that wide phone so I can use it as a phone. So I wanted it to be wider, but it was too damn thick. It is thick, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it was two phones, you know. But yeah. uh, we'll see what they what they come up with next. But uh, Kevin's got a baby. <laughs> Kevin's yeah, got he's, a baby. How old is your baby, man? Yeah, he's well. He's shoot. He's he's three, three and a half now. So. Okay. So you nah. don't have a baby. You have a little uh, honey badger running around your house. Oh, oh, God. He is just a uh, – he's definitely a handful. He's, 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 a, he's a lot of fun, man, but he is uh, a handful and a half, man. And he has – his hair is super long, too. His, his, he has the same hair as my wife. So okay. I don't know why, but his hair pretty much goes down to almost like the middle of his back. Okay. And it's like real, it's real curly, like curly, but when he's like angry and mad, he's like running around. His hair is flying around. He's like – so his new favorite activity now, we have these like cabinets that go along our living room, like kind of like a, a in-wall bookshelf. Yeah. And he opens up every cabinet and slams them hard as he can and yells, boom. <laughs> or he says, let's go. And just slams them. Wait a minute. That's I'm like, what he's dude, angry? Are... no, he's just hype. He's like a little, he's like a little frat boy. He gets, he gets so hype over the littlest things, man. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely cool to see, man. I, you know, I, the way I look at it, man, is like, I, I'm gonna let him be a kid. Kid's going to be a kid. I'm not going to like get on him for like being destructive and stuff too much. Cause it's like, he's, he's just a little boy, man. And like we, we were rough house. We break stuff in the house all the time. My wife hates yeah. it, but like, we literally just broke the blinds. We were playing soccer in the house. You and your boy. 
Yeah. Oh God. I'm grounded, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big kid, man. So we're playing soccer in the house and I like, I kicked the ball super hard and I broke the blinds off the, off the window. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun, man. It's like a, it's like a built-in best friend, you know? That's cool. Just, yeah. I think you might've given me something. I think I might try that maybe tonight or this weekend. I'm just going to run through the house, just hype and say, let's go and slam the cabinet (laughs) and see what my wife does. I don't know, man. I, (laughs) I don't know why my son is just that he is just so he's always been super hype. Uh-huh. Like he just, he gets pumped up. I remember back in the day years ago, like when I was like watching him or whatever, and he was like, I would say like a baby, like couldn't even crawl. I would just like have him like on my like chest and I'll kind of like lean back a little bit. Yeah. I'll play a rocket league and he would love me playing rocket league. Like he could stare at me playing rocket league for hours. So I'm not sure if that got him hype. Cause I used to get pretty, pretty crunk in rocket league when I would score a goal and I'll go, yeah, like I'll get, I'll get pretty into it, whatever. So I think he saw that and kind of like, you know, like learn behavior is what they say. Yeah, so that's exactly what I'm thinking it was. It's not a, it's not <laughs> in his genetics or something. You taught him to be hype. <laughs> that's all, that's all right. It's, it's all good. <laughs> that's good stuff, man. So you got a boy, man. That's, that's, I mean, you, I think you said it right there. You got a built in best friend. I never really, um, never really looked at it that way before, you know, yeah. um, I was a single father for a little bit and I have a boy. It's our only one. And I was, I remember being him being, or I remember being his best friend and still am in a, in a lot of ways. He's 21. For now. sure. Oh, but, wow. Um, I'm just thinking back, you know, on some things where you can clearly see that I'm his best friend. And I just like the way you put it there. It's like a built in best friend because yeah. you're a superhero and his best friend. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, he, he's not, he's not showing like interest in things yet like like branching off you know everything he does is kind of centered around i mean he's three right everything he does is centered around us but i am just excited to see like what his uh like what his path is going to be in life like what is he going to be into like does he want to make youtube like i I don't believe in pushing your kids into doing what you want to do i believe in pushing them into kind of what is in them and then like guiding them and assisting them along the way so I mean, if he wants to go into making YouTube videos, right? I mean, I'm a great asset to, to obviously help him with. You know, I've been doing this for such a long time, but I, I wouldn't want him to do it because I do it. I want him to figure out what he's into. Like, if he's into music, I want to support him in that way. If he's into, like, whatever. So that's that's kind of my thing. Like, I'm all about kind of supporting, like, being a supporting role and guiding along the way. But I really want him to take the reins when it comes to, like, things that he's into. But the one thing that I... I I don't believe in doing, uh, you know, for a child at such a young age. And granted, I only have one kid and, you know, you raised a, you raised a, a person that's now an adult. But the way I look, look at things, I don't believe in specializing too young because I think when you start specializing at a young age, you don't gain those ancillary skills that you get from other things, too. Like, I don't want him to, like, just be into music and never play a sport. And then when he gets older, maybe he might be a little socially awkward when his friends wants to throw the football around. He can't throw a football, just stuff like that. So yeah. I, I, I do want to teach balance in life, but I definitely want him to find his own passion and kind of carve that out. And I want to help in any way. Dude, you are on your way. You are probably an amazing dad. <laughs> and if you don't try, like man, you are trying. Yet, that is one of the keys right there. Just keeping an open mind and letting your kid grow to be their own person. That's really what that boils down to. Because, yeah. um, you know, <clears throat> and it seems like in school, uh, somewhere around, I would say, late middle school, early high school, they start to kind of guide your kids into a trajectory for the rest of their lives. And, man, mm-hmm. can you think right now, 
you know, a guy like me, I don't know how you are. We just met. But a guy like me, when you tell me I'm, what, 14 years old and you're going to start me walking this path and I'm going to have to walk this path, this linear path for the rest of my life, do you realize what kind of anxiety that that just puts inside of me? Like, wow. And, you know, to like you said, being socially awkward or not being able to catch or throw a football or, you know, do just different things of a variety. Yeah, you kind of need that. And I like that you actually caught that early on. Your son's only three. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because I have friends that have never played sports their whole life and they definitely get left out when it comes to just doing stuff, doing hate to say it, but doing guy stuff like, you know, like I like to I like to have friends over and I barbecue. In, in the summer and whatever. Like I, I love, I love throwing down on the grill or whatever. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. And what happens when, when a bunch of dudes hang out, we throw the football around. I got a hoop. We start hooping. And there's like yeah. a couple of people in my group that can't shoot a basketball. They can't dribble a ball. And it's just, it's just the oddest thing to see. And it's just, they're left out. Like, Hey, we're trying to run threes right. real quick. And it's like, we have six people and he's like, <laughs> I can't do anything. You know what I mean? Just like st- stuff like that. So I don't know. I just, I just try to do, I try to do everything. And, you know, I was exposed to so much growing up as a kid um, because, you know, I lived in two houses. I had my mom's house, my dad's house. And, you know, I was always exposed to, to certain things. Like with my dad, it was always sports, 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 sport. And my mom was more the creative side and she wanted me to learn more. She wanted me to like extend things. And so we did a lot of museums and I went to plays and, and musicals and stuff like that. So, I mean, I have like, you know, I kind of, I kind of landed with sports. I played sports through high school. I played, played two years in college. I played baseball, but I, I, I have an appreciation and I can speak to classical music with certain people. And I can have those, you know, those deeper conversations. And, you know, when it comes to like different platforms, I'm not just like a dumb jock. I have this other side that I can kind of tap into, which I, which I think is just, I think is very helpful. It makes you more relatable too, especially doing YouTube videos, you know, you, you, you want to come off relatable or just having conversations with different people, all walks of life, yeah. find some common ground where you can kind of, uh, speak to. And that's something I've really enjoyed about myself. And I never really, never really broke it down like that before, but yeah, it's, it's very important to be well-versed and well-rounded in a lot of different things. You ain't got to do everything, but mm-hmm. just, you know, get a broad scope and, you know, you can specialize in some areas, but make sure you get a taste of everything, man. I, I like that you're doing that with your boy. Oh, uh, yeah. My boy, he's 21. He's in college right now. He's going to be a super senior because he's uh, <laughs> he's uh, well, he, he will graduate next year, but he's going to his master's immediately. So he's got oh, an nice. extra year of college and uh, he's going to. That's what's up, man. He's going to go and do accounting. But man, does it have to be on my dime? Like, why can't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. YouTube money only goes so far, bro. Come on. <laughs> hey, not. I, I totally understand. And, oh, you know, spe- you know, speaking of that and kind of like, you know, kind of what we're talking about a little bit, I know a lot of people were sort of pressuring to do the whole college fund. I think it's 529 beers, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Uh-huh. But I look at it completely different. Mm-hmm. I just put the money in a savings account, interest bearing savings account. And I'm looking at it at whatever he wants to do when he turns 18. I want to be able to inject funds into it. If it wants, if he wants to go to college, we got it. Like, you know, we can put money into it. We can help him through college. But let's say he let's say he's been for the sake of this conversation. Let's say he's been doing YouTube videos since he was 14. By the time he's 18, he's making more money than he would from an entry level job out of college. Mm-hmm. Like, why would he stunt that by going to college for something that he wants to do that doesn't require college? What if? I've been putting money away for 18 years where I can eject whatever 50 K into it or whatever and say, all right, you want to take your videos to the next level? 
here's 50K. You can reach out a space. You can get some people. You can do this thing. You know what I mean? So, like, that's my thing. I don't want to put him in this box where it's like, okay, you have to go to college. You have to do these things. I want him to go to college, but it may not be required. I went to college for two years, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't graduate with a degree or anything. I mean, not gra- I, <laughs> I didn't have a degree or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because that wasn't the path for me. You know, yeah. I decided to do something else. And that's not for everyone. Like, everyone has their own path. And once again, I don't want to just – as you say, like at the age of 14, they're kind of guiding you to do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to inject funds into whatever he's doing. If he if he wants to have a small business or something, a clothing company, you know, he needs to have a business plan. We got to figure out how we're going to do it. I need to, he needs to present it to me like Shark Tank. I'm going to sit down like this. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like I'm going to make John, sure. Just sitting there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make sure his financials look good, make sure he has a game plan. But yeah. the money I've been putting away his whole life, I want to be able to help him with it. And not just do something because he feels pressured in doing it, you know. Sir, let me salute you right now because that is brilliant parenting. I man, I gotta commend you on that because you are so like what do they call it? For, forward thinking. Forward thinking. Yeah, appreciate uh, that. It's because I don't I don't know how old you are, but when you know people of my age group, it's you're being groomed to go to college or the military. You know, same here. <laughs> I'm yeah, a kid, yeah. You know, and it's just like there's the that's the only way. You got to go to college. If you ain't going there, you got to go to the military. But now there's so many options. And YouTube mm-hmm. is really only just one of them. It's, you know, it's kind of an obvious one, I guess you would say, since, you know, so many people do it now. But, I mean, there's so much out there that people can do, you know, to either expand on college. You know, maybe, you know, you take a few courses or something or anything, yeah. you know, just get some education. But maybe not. Maybe something just does not require you to be in college. And uh, it's it's good to be able to take advantage of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I I totally agree. I mean, any any job that I've held, like any traditional office job that I held, there were people sitting next to me that had masters and and bachelor's degree in certain fields, and mm-hmm. I didn't have any of that. But I had experience. I was able to do it. Yeah. I was able to do these things. And it was just one of those things. It's just like, I don't know. Like I rather have raw experience than than schooling. And I think any forward thinking company would see, hey, this person's been doing it for eight years. This person's fresh out of college. Who should who should we look at? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and, and, <laughs> and in my experience, they've always looked at the guy that's had years of experience that can sit down in an interview, look you in the face and tell you, this is what I do. Absolutely. This is what I do. Like, like he, you know, he may have the documentation, the paperwork saying that he, in theory, know how to do it. I've been doing this. This is my portfolio. This is, this is, how, this is how it goes. And I've never had an issue at that point like getting a traditional job because of that. Absolutely. So. I, I'm right there with you, man. So is, is YouTube your only thing? Are you part-time yeah. full-time? Um, so it's, it, it's, it's sort of funny. It's like a full circle thing. But um, so I originally started working at an accounting firm, working IT, like, like break fix type of stuff, like whatever. And then kind of doing that, I moved on to like more advanced roles there. So Outlook Exchange Administrator, making sure email worked and everything. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know, this IT thing really isn't cutting it for me. My YouTube channel wasn't popping at the same time, but I was really good at video. I was like really good at video. I was learning video and I was trying to get the company I worked for to like expand into video. Like, yo, let's do this video stuff. Like I'm a perfect guy for it, but they never wanted to do it. So I switched to a different company and they were hiring for a video person to make training videos. And I applied for it and they said, oh, you need, you know, we're looking for people with this certain certificate, certain degree. Mm. I showed my YouTube channel. I said, hey, I do video. This, <laughs> this, this, is, this is what I can do. And then they offered me the job right on the spot. It was like a 30 percent 
more what I was making before, whatever, you know, very, very smooth job. So I ended yeah. up working that job for, oh, man, for, 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 for six years, same time we're doing YouTube, YouTube was doing well. And then it got to a point where like full-time job, YouTube were like neck and neck as far as like income, mm-hmm. like income and, and all that stuff. And then I was just looking like opportunities with YouTube is much higher than just working a nine to nine to five for someone else. Like, yeah. you know, all those opportunities. And then it just kind of came to a point that my son was born and then I kind of like paused me. I was like, well, you know what? 401k, you know, great health insurance, all those things kind of put me at a pause. Mm -hmm. And then last year came around, well, shoot, two years ago came around 2020 pandemic happened. We were working from home and I went to like grind mode on YouTube. I started building up all my socials and started like really taking advantage of all the time that I had. Mm -hmm. And then it got to a point where I went to my, went to my job and I was like, look, I'm about to be honest with you guys, YouTube, and they know I do YouTube, whatever, like they know all that. So I was like, look, YouTube is, has been very well to me. Um, we got to be creative. If you want to keep me here, we got to figure out a way to keep me here okay. because I, I, I can't do both anymore. It's, 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 it's driving me mad and I can't do both. So they moved me over to contract. So that basically they'll give me a list of my, a list of videos I need to get done for the month mm-hmm. and say, get them done. And I have a meeting at the end of the month, beginning of the month with them. And they don't care when I do it, how I do it and just do it. And I get to retain my health benefits, which is most important. I lose access to my 401k and everything, which, you know, I understand. Yeah. I don't make as much money, which I understand, but having access to, to like health, health insurance, because when I do the numbers myself and I contact a company, mm-hmm. they want like $2,100 a month for health insurance. It's absurd. Because, well, and they're, because they're factoring my two incomes. Not that my income is going to get split. They're, they're factoring my two incomes and, 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 you know, previous tax returns and stuff like that. So they're not factoring what I actually would be making. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those things where it's like $2,100 a month or, you know, maybe I could spend a couple hours a day working on these videos. Or maybe I could just bust my butt one weekend, get my work done for the whole month to ensure my family's good if something happens to them. So that's kind of where I'm at right now where I work my my old full-time job is now my contract job and YouTube and, and all the other stuff that I do with that is my full-time job. Gotcha. Man, those are good problems to have, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I am, you know, I'm extremely blessed, extremely lucky and, 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 and all those things too. So like, I'm not, I'm not tripping. Like I, I am very happy. And then, you know, just ha- be afforded the opportunity to, to kind of come to my nine to five and tell them like, yeah, Yo, if you want to keep me, we got to figure this thing out. Know, like that right? is like some, that is some pimp stuff to, to, to do. Now stuff, that I think man. about it, when I, when I look back at it, it's like, wow. Like you set your balls on the table and say, Hey, <laughs> hey. but it was just like, I was so worn down, man. Yeah. Like I'd work, like I work seven to four every day, seven to four. Then I'd spend a little time with my kid, my family, whatever. Like by five thirty, six o'clock, I was coming back in the basement to work on YouTube stuff. And I was going back to bed. Like, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Like I, I was literally working like 15, 16 hour days, man. And I was like, I was running dragging. And it was just, you know, my therapist, once again, another, another benefit. I understand like that is, you know, whatever. But my therapist said, you need to, you need to figure this out. She's like, I can just see it in your face. I can see your, your drain. She was like, you need to take breaks or your body will take a break for you. And you don't want that. Man, I have actually so. seen that happen in real time. Not for myself. But in other people that I'm close to, let's say yeah. again for the people in the back. If you don't, you know, if you do not take your breaks, your body will take one for you yeah. and you're not going to like it. That stress and just running yourself ragged, it will just start to eat you up from the inside out. And then you just shut down and you wonder why you're sick and can't get better. It's because you're yeah. just down. All systems are down. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I definitely had a scare a couple years ago where I had a pinched nerve and I didn't know, I didn't know what a pinched nerve was, man. I was like going numb. Half, half my body kept going numb, going limp. And I was like, you know, you Google search that stuff and it says stroke and all these things. And I go to the hospital, they couldn't find anything. And it was just one of those things that it kept happening, man. And I noticed like, as I continue to work and as I continue to do these things and stress and just all that stuff, it would start happening. Like it was clockwork. It would start happening. My body would start going numb and I lose all feeling in my arm and leg and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I ended up doing acupuncture and um, deep tissue massage. I did three sessions of each and I started feeling better right afterwards. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that was the reason I started feeling better, but I I had this numbing for over, over a month. And doctors couldn't tell me what it is. They did like brain scans. And I thought I had a, I thought I had ALS. I thought I had other medical conditions. I was just, I was just so scared of what was happening. But I mean, if you look it up, they say that stress could cause a pinched nerve. And, you know, they said mental stretch, body stress, and all those things can cause those type of, uh, those type of issues. So I make it, I make it a point to like really pace myself. I used to do things like I'll grind and like get something done and I have to get it done. Now I'm like, you know what? It can wait till tomorrow. It's yeah. okay. And I make sure I take care of myself. I make sure I'm back, back exercising regularly. Like I, like I should have been doing. I used to just say, I'm so busy. I can't exercise. Now I'm like, there's no excuse, man. I, I bought myself a you know workout bike and it's in the house. I'm like no excuse. If I can spend 30 minutes scrolling on Twitter, talking trash, I could spend 30 minutes working out on my bike and, and that's good enough for me. So I'm just trying to like invest in myself, man, trying to be the best person I can be. Um, because if I'm not my best person, I can't support my family. You know, my, you know, my wife doesn't work um, a traditional job and my kids in school. So I'm like, I got to do what I can to support them. You know, I got you, man. So is this in recent times, this whole um, pinch nerve thing? Yeah, this was uh, about a, two, two years ago, right before the right before the pandemic, basically. Wow. The, the, the summer before the pandemic is, is kind of when that happened. Okay. Um, and it was just it was like a, a super scary thing. You know, I've been well, I haven't been there to the extreme that you have, but I feel it. You know, every once in a while you get this whole, you know, you, you're in that grind zone, but then you kind of burn out. And I say fortunate for me, I've always recognized it. And I just I just just say, fuck it at some point. Just, it can yeah. Wait. Especially in this business, man, influencing and doing the YouTube videos. Everything is just driven by numbers and algorithms and popularity and how fast you can crank out something. Do you have the new one fast enough? it can really be daunting. It, it can wear down on you, man. And oh yeah. luckily I haven't suffered anything like that, but I like talking to people like you who, you know, maybe been through it or been through a similar thing. That way it just kind of keeps me awake to it and say, Hey, you know what? Just let it go, man. It'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. that That's the thing. I mean, so it, it so it's a double-edged source. So my therapist has talked to me about this a lot mm-hmm. and it's something we discuss often. She checks, she checks in with it. Um, she said, your work ethic is the reason you're successful, but your work ethic can also be the reason you have, you run into problems in life. Growing up, like we didn't have a ton growing up. We didn't have a lot growing up, right? We didn't have those things. You know, my mom was a single parent and raising three kids. She worked nights. So when I come home from school and then after I did whatever activity after school, maybe it was sports or whatever, I would see her one or two hours and then she goes to work at night. And I don't see her like I would see my mom two like two or three hours a day. Yeah. Like the most I saw her. I remember coming home from school at like six years old and like going getting the key under the rock in the mulch bed to <laughs> unlock the door and then putting the key back at night 
so people couldn't see me put it there and stuff. Like I, I remember having my door, our door kicked in in our house growing up. Like, so it wasn't like I had the best upbringing, but at the same time, it wasn't the hardest upbringing, but I had this mode in me that I always wanted to do better for, for my family, you know, like, you know, just growing up and, and sort of like I was alone because I was seven years younger than my middle brother and 10 years younger than my oldest brother. Mm -hmm. So I was always like alone, you know what I mean? I so it's just one of those things that kind of had to like build this, mentality of like fending for myself and like grime old mentality. Like I learned how to cook cause I was tired of eating pasta and like dishes and stofers, lasagnas and stuff. So I learned how to cook at a young age. So I thought I was going to go into culinary because I'm, I used to love cooking and I still cook now. Like I, cooking is kind of something I'm really good at because it, I, I had to though. And the thing is like a lot of the things that I do is because I had to do these things. You know, I had to figure this stuff out. My love for computers was we had a gateway 2000 and the the network port stopped working mm -hmm. and we didn't know how to fix it we didn't know where to get it fixed but i had to figure it out i figured out how to replace the network port i i took i took pop bottles back had enough money to buy a network card i bought it from um it wasn't new egg it was some some site uh tiger direct i bought it from tiger yeah, direct okay. got me a, a network card and i figured out how to take a computer apart put a new network card in load the drivers to a floppy disk from uh, the library and put it in and, and load the drivers. Like I, I like I, I had to figure stuff out in life. Yeah. And that's kind of like being a content creator. What I'm kind of getting at is you got to figure stuff out. You got to mm -hmm. figure out how, how to get stuff done. You know, YouTube changed the algorithm. Let, let's figure it out. What does it look like? Oh man, you know, got to make a TikTok now. Got to make Instagram reels. All right, let's figure that out. How do we, how do we make that happen? So that's kind of my mentality is like, figure it out. Like don't get too comfortable because it's going to change up and you got to be able to adjust and be able to adapt, like be comfortable with being uncomfortable. is kind of like my, my little personal mantra. And that's kind of, kind of where I am in this space. Hey man, and it's absolutely working, but you definitely called it right. It's a double-edged sword <laughs> because you, I can tell you do have a work ethic that is to be reckoned with. Um, and that was one of the things I wanted to kind of tap on because you've been doing this. I'm my math is bad here, but it could be 12 years, right? Are we talking? Yeah. 12 years? Over, yeah okay. Sure. 12 years in the YouTube business. Let's call it the YouTube business. Man, what is your driver? What keeps you going? Because tech only moves so fast. There's only, like you yeah. said, there's only so many phones, you know, and, and kind of the PC thing isn't really kicking no more. So what keeps Kevin going? Yeah. So, so if you would have asked me three years ago, it would have been quitting my full-time job. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the barometer three years ago. Because, mm -hmm. and look, I love my job. Great people. You know, I get, I get, you know, I get paid pretty well. Like I, I, I can't complain, but it was just something for me to sitting in business meetings and like troubleshooting stuff for other people that in my head, I'm like, I want to figure this stuff out for me. I want to troubleshoot my own problems. There's so much stuff that I figure that I feel like if I had more resources I can do with my time mm -hmm. when it comes to just the YouTube, when it comes to everything that, that, that I'm doing today, you know? So it was that, but now like now for me, my goal this year is to really build a community. Like I, I tell people this all the time when they talk about like, oh, you have so many subs or whatever and stuff like that. I'm like, I will give up 50,000 subs today if, here, here's the key part, if I get a larger percentage of subs that actually care 100% about what I'm doing, about content, about me as a person. I'm not saying I want them to care to the point where like, they're asking me to hang out. But what I mean by that is that I have all these followers because they like what I talk about. Mm -hmm. 
But if I make a video that's not talking about exactly what they like, they won't watch it. Yes. So having a lot of subs leads to bigger disappointments if the video doesn't do well, if the video flops yeah. versus if someone says, yo, I rock with Kevin. I want to see what he's talking about today. Like I was a TV channel. Like, no, let's see what Kevin's doing today. Let's 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 holler at him. Let's let's watch him. Uh-huh. That right there, I think, is way more important than having a large number of subscribers. And I think if 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 people can tap into that early on in their YouTube career, they'd have long longer success and the, the numbers will come. Yeah. That's that'll be the easy part. Yeah. I, I get it. Okay. I get it. So people come for you. You want people to come for you, not necessarily yeah. the product or the video uh content uh the subject matter yeah. of the video content it's, for that day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm so like I love sports stuff. Like mm-hmm. I love watching part of the interruption. Like that. That's just a thing I used to do as a kid, and I still watch PTI, whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the topic is. I love hearing them talk about whatever the topic at hand is, right? Yeah. So I think that is important that people start to really enjoy you and what you're talking about, not the the product of what you're talking about, like. No, I'm going to cover the latest text. Like, no, I'm going to talk about that new Hummer. No, I'm going to talk about the iPhone. No, I'm going to do these things. But come and see my perspective. Like, see what I have to say about it. You know, don't just come for the iPhone. Come for what I have to say about the iPhone. That right there is the the big difference. So I'm I'm being very intentional with my newest videos to show more of my personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's tough to have your personality kind of go off the cuff a little bit and yet still be concise and be factual and be accurate because if I didn't have a script, I would get stuff wrong all the time. (laughs) So I have to have a script to get stuff right. But once you go on script, then you're not being yourself in that current moment. So it's like a balance. So like I've been playing around with having a full script written out and then I paraphrase the script. And then I started doing things where having bullet points and then it's like, all right, talk about this. But then I get super long winded and then I start talking about other stuff. So it's just like for me, it's, you know, like I said, get get, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I'm just trying to like yeah. shake up everything and kind of how I do videos. Um, I mean, when I review phones now, I pretty much do it, quote unquote, live. Like I'll have two cameras on me up top, down low. Uh-huh. And then I just kind of like do my thing that way instead of a traditional review. And right there, that is me just talking off the cuff. I know where I want to go in my head yeah. and I'm just going off the cuff. I may have... 30 minutes of footage, but I chop it down to 10 minutes because I try to do that. And then I get to the most important stuff that I talked about. So I'm always trying to figure out better ways to present my authentic self to someone watching a video. Cause when I watch videos on YouTube, I want someone, someone's authentic self to, to come across. And I relate to that more. Yeah. You kind of described me in my little struggle. <laughs> Cause yeah. you know, I'm more personality based. Um, and I get a lot of things wrong because of that, because if I do a script, it completely rips my personality out of my video yep. and I just don't feel right about it. So yeah, I'll get some stuff wrong and I'll even tell you, Hey, I might've got this wrong. So go check it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's yeah. a way of handling it too. I, you know, I do think at a certain, I guess, cause I've been doing it for so long that people may, only watch my videos when it comes to like a certain product. So I feel like I have to get everything right. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like the onus is on me to get it right when I'm doing a video because I think expectations are are to a certain point. Like imagine if Marquez got a, a spec wrong. They people people will be up in arms about oh that stuff. Yeah. And it's because of the brand that you set. 
It really is. Uh, and that's where, you know, I get mixed up sometimes because in my heart, I'm thinking I'm just doing me and I'm just talking to my friends, you know, like this is the new thing. Right. And it does this and that. And I try not to go into actual spec numbers because I know I'm probably going to screw it up. I'm terrible with numbers. So I'm talking to my friend, but then there's this guy who's watching it for that reason. They come to find out the facts and nothing but the hardcore facts. And I've let this guy down. Whereas the other people might be here for just to hang out with Antoine for the you know next eight minutes. You know, they say, oh, what, yeah. is, what is Antoine doing? Let's see what his channel has today. They come for the, you know, for the community, I guess you would say where there's mm-hmm. this new guy who comes and he's completely disappointed and he's leaving a negative comment on my video. It's like, man, I can't satisfy everybody. This is hard. That's a, that's tough. Yeah, it, it is. It is very tough. Um, so I don't, I don't do specs too much anymore. I got really focused on the phone. You know, I may say something like, Hey, this 13 megapixel camera is dope. Like I'll do something like that, but I'm not like, Oh, it's 13 megapixel, 77 millimeter, uh, focal length, you know, 2.48, you know, aperture. Like I, I don't go that far. But I do put a spec list up. So I'll talk about wow. something and I'll throw it up like, you know, pop up videos type of thing. And I'll have like specs pop up or anything like that. Yeah. Kind of a way to suffice for more to, to, to both of those parties. Or I'll say something like, hey, if you want more information about the specs, I'll leave a link down below. And it goes straight to their GSM Marina page that has the specs. So I kind of try to appease both parties on that. Um but I try to make videos very casual, very digestible for any person. So a techie person can get something out of it. And yet my mom could get something out of the video too. So I, I do my best to like make it practical. Like when I talk about camera samples, I'm not taking pictures of cloth on a shirt and saying, look at, look at the fibers. No, I'm taking pictures of my kid. Yeah. I'm taking pictures at the park. Like I'm doing real photos and like not everything is going to be in perfect lighting. Like I'm taking pictures at restaurants, like where a lot of people take photos. Like how does it look like at a restaurant when I'm with my family and I want to take a quick photo? Like how did, so I try to figure out real life scenarios. So that's why I kind of got away from doing the early review of phones. Mm-hmm. And now I'm talking about 30 days later, one month later, six months later, because that was me trying to grind and get stuff done at embargo. As soon as I get the phone, when I get the video done, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah, And now I'm just waiting to actually use the phone and p- these little quirks pop up that I like, I have like a little notepad of every little thing that I run into with the phone, mm-hmm. man, I noticed that, you know, the power button's a little bit lower than what I'm used to. This is kind of weird. Like, wow. Like, and, and it's been two weeks and I haven't adjusted to it yet. Oh, I'm gonna put that in my review. Like then in my review, Hey, by the way, this is kind of weird, but the power button's a little bit lower. I, I never got adjusted to it. It's just kind of lower. It's just something I noticed. You may not notice Like just little things like that. And I think people can say like, wow, this guy actually used the phone. This guy really talked about something. And then I can discuss updates. Like, hey, you know what? When this phone came out, the camera did something weird. You go into the camera and for whatever reason, it starts off at 3X zoom. Update pushed out. Now starts off at 1X zoom. Mm-hmm. It's just something I noticed. Yeah, you know, you have to use so it I just try to figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to try to carve out my own niche. Right. Because like the day one, everyone's making a video and that's fine. I respect the game. I respect it. I totally get it. I was in that rat race once, but I was like, you know what? I want to do something that, that, that can, that can be more valuable. Cause not everyone buys a phone day one. Like what about that person that, that their phone just broke and they need to buy a new phone and it's, and the iPhone has been out for five months. Are they going to watch a five month old video? No, they're going to go to YouTube and say like, iPhone 13 in 2022. And then there you go. Boom. Six months later, here's the video. Like that is something that that I I want to tap into. You know, just having a product in my hand all the time that has really started to to dig at me. Like, is that all I'm worth? 
whatever I got in my hand today. <laughs> Seriously. I understand. But you're killing yeah. it, man. You're killing it. Always have been. And one video that sticks out to me that you did, and this is not when I found you because I'd already been watching you, but I started looking for a docking station for my uh, HP uh, laptop that I had. And mm -hmm. you did the HP. It was like a, it was their first real USB dock. It's like a little yeah. tower. And I was just looking it up. One of the first videos that came up was yours. I was like, okay, let's go. I was like your kid. Let's go. I slammed the cabinet. <laughs> slammed the cabinet. <laughs> I'm going to do that shit tonight with my wife. <laughs> but I watched good, it. Good luck, good luck, good luck. Next thing you know, I'm ordering that thing, man. And um, yeah, so now I just, I followed your journey. And I remember we have Appreciate a mutual it, friend. Uh, his name is Eric. His channel is called DBZN Media. He told yeah, me he yeah, yeah. with you, you know, probably some basketball stuff or just, you know, in general. For and sure. I was like, yeah, I, I want to get to know that guy someday. <laughs> this was like, I don't know, I've been doing this five years now. So this is literally five years ago he's telling oh, me. Oh, wow, this. yeah. <laughs> oh, and, uh, I pre yeah, appreciate man. it, man. It was, it was really good to talk to you, man. I kind of got, got a good vibe from you, man. I like your whole setup and everything, man. It's, it's nice. Thanks, man. I, uh, I kind of, you know, this is a separate studio from my house, and I just wanted to be at home, even though I wasn't at home. You know, I wanted to leave home, but still be at home. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. No, that's it's very it's very inviting and everything. It's 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 good, man. Thanks, man. Hey, well, I really appreciate your time. I'm not gonna keep you up. And um, man, thanks for coming on. Hope to have you back again sometime. And good luck with your future endeavors, because I I definitely want to check in again and get some more from you, because I know there's a lot more that we need to discuss. Oh, for sure. Hey, you know what? Appreciate you having me, man. All right, man. You take it easy.